Welcome to Fear Less, an audio series designed to help you take action towards letting go of your eating disorder. My name is Jessica Flint, and I'll be your guide to helping you embody the recovered version of yourself. Like every human being ever to walk this planet, you and I are not immune to fear. It is biologically programmed into our brains. At the same time, I'm committed to not letting fear control my destiny and want you to have the same freedom. Every time we choose courage over fear, we grow stronger and receive what we desire most in regards to our recovery, our health, love, wealth, and impact in the world. In order to fully let go of your eating disorder and whatever is holding you back in life, you need to learn how to alchemize fear into courage. So let's lock arms and do this work together. Welcome back, my warrior loves. Today, we are going to talk about three approaches to working with fear. Now, our attention is to give you multiple angles on how to cultivate the courage to face your fears. Now, along for this fearless journey is my co-pilot, Andrea Wells, the new host of Recover Strong. Welcome back, Andrea. Hi, Jessica. I'm excited for this episode because I feel like if you have been along with us on the fearless journey and you still feel like Maybe you haven't made as many steps as you want to take or taken as much action as you want to take. I think um, this lesson has really practical, actionable advice that I think is super helpful. So I'm excited for this one. I know it's going to help people. Going through this journey allows us to see, hey, where where do I not feel free? Where do I feel that something is holding me back or that I can't rise above it because of X, Y, Z, whether it was my early childhood conditioning or uh, what society is telling me I should be or should look like, all of these different things that can be contributing factors to keeping fear in place. But ultimately, our true freedom comes from being able to to face these fears. Yeah, that, that resonates with me, freedom and fear. Yeah, show me everywhere I'm not free. All right. Oh, there I am. Oops. <laughs> oh, okay, there it is. <laughs> uh, going into this episode, we are going to talk about three different approaches. The three approaches that we're taking are a rational, a relational, and an aspirational approach. And so Andrea was so willing to volunteer to kind of explain how these can work when she's you know, going into this new role as host for Recover Strong and these body judgment fears that are coming up in her space more recently because of that decision. So Andrea, do you want to, are you ready to kind of go through each of these different approaches and how <laughs> you're allowing them to to work through you and be part of your fearless journey? Yeah, I'm happy to share and uh, do this out loud because every lesson that we do, I review it before we get into it. And this was one where I was like, I feel like these questions are, they're they're what I've been doing as I've decided to step into the role of host and continue in this role. So I'm really excited to break it down in a structured way and articulate it. That That's always really helpful for me and, and share it with you. So yeah, let's get into it. Break it down. So actually, just in case you haven't been along for the whole ride, these lessons were recorded over a year and a half ago. So these are lessons that we're bringing back. Still timely as ever, because fear really is a timeless emotion that we are working with as humans. Oh, yeah. And and with that said, I just want to give a shout out to Andrea. When I was getting ready today, I was thinking about this. All of these intros we're doing are completely improvised, meaning there's no script that we're going to beforehand. And I think... 
some people really want to have that, like, okay, what are we going to talk about before? I'm someone who definitely loves a little more of spontaneity and just rolling with it. That's kind of my background with improv comedy and just being able to get on the spot and just say whatever comes out of your mouth and roll with it. And I'm just really proud of you, Andrea. I know that you have both both skill sets of really being well-prepared and having a script and knowing what you want to say and then also just <laughs> like rolling with it. So I'm really proud of you because honestly, some people would freak out of just coming in and be like, yep, we're just going to do an intro for this lesson and roll with it. So just... Yes. <laughs> good. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know at first I was like, okay, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm doing it. And I'm like, oh, we, I feel like we have a good vibe together and um, you, you lead the way a lot of the time. So that helps me too. But yeah, I, I thank you. I appreciate that. I also say like, let's just have a conversation and <laughs> see what happens. Right. Cause you can't control conversation. Yeah. Imagine like a conversation you go in, you're like, okay, like I want to know exactly what you're going to say, like three sentences down. So I have something else I can say that sounds smart and sounds like really well thought out. No, that would be. <laughs> like, some people would love that. <laughs> <laughs> true. 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 Uh, but that's if not, only, but life doesn't work that way. <laughs> life doesn't work that way. All right. So letting, yeah. <laughs> getting into these three different approaches. First, we have our rational approach. And when we look at it, some at approaching fear rationally, this is where we actually say, like, is this going to kill me? Like, on the other side of this fear is death, like legitimate death, real threat, cut and dry. Like, am I going to die? And it doesn't have anything to do with all the other things that we can come up with, how terrible it's going to be or how it, how hard it's going to be. But just this idea of the story, like rationally, Andrea getting into the host seat of Recover Strong and possibly getting people who could say unkind remarks or uh, how you said, think that you're unqualified because of your body size, right? That was like a judgment fear that you had. Mm -hmm. Is that going to kill you? Not not in the literal sense, no. <laughs> would it be upsetting? Probably. Would it, would it kill me? No. And I've been through worse and I'm still here, so. <laughs> That's the good mentality there. I've been through worse and I'm still here. Would you be able to keep going? Would your life continue on if any of these things happened that you are so afraid of? Yes. The answer is yes. When things don't work out the way we want in life, the best way to word that is but I can still have a good life. So, cause sometimes we think once we get to that fear that that's the end, mm. like we really feel like, oh my gosh, if I hit that fear, that's the end. Life must end there, right? Like it's so terrible, life ends. <laughs> Just all of a sudden timeline stops like, cause that's that last thing I want to have happen. But if you can say like, hey, my life will still go on. If we think if this happens and I can't have a good life, well, think about it. If that's what your belief system is, that if this happens to me, I can't have a good life. If I gain weight, I can't have a good life. If I let go of these behaviors, I can't have a good life. Like, then you're really going to be stuck. So that's the rational one. Now, when we look, think about it relationally, in this one, we would connect with others to share our fear. So this is really about reducing shame because you're being open about something and increasing acceptance around it. So how have you relationally been able to approach this fear, Andrea, and how has that helped you? Well, I mean, I've been sharing it on the fearless journey as a co-host of this show and i think that's been very helpful it makes me feel more authentic stepping into this and i have gotten words of support from people in the community from our team and that's been very helpful to i guess just get outside of my own head <laughs> and i guess i have some worries there where i'm like if i'm sharing these fears are people going to be like oh she's in host but she's in the role of host but she's she's scared <laughs> Um, and it's, yeah, but I'm trying to be authentic about that. And it's like, there is some fear and there's also a lot of 
joy and excitement that comes with this too and satisfaction and uh, like I don't know it's been I feel like I'm accomplishing a goal here so there's a lot of good things that come with it too and I want to be authentic and as we talk about in fear less fear is not about getting rid of it it's about feeling the fear and doing it anyway so that's what I'm doing here and that's part of sharing this journey so that's been my relational aspect it's definitely yeah helped get us out of my own head which is always helpful for me yeah It's vulnerability, right? And when we are vulnerable, it literally breaks down the etymology. It means that we're open to being wounded, meaning like we are bearing our chest, we're bearing our heart. And that is part of being a brave heart is being able to open up to to an experience to say, this is my truth. Um, You can hold both points simultaneously that you are afraid of this and you are willing and open and courageous enough to do it, right? Like, it's both of those. And happy to do it and excited to do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah both. It can have, you can have both there. And it's almost this dynamic tension that we're trying to, to work with of, okay, this is fear trying to push me back and this is me pulling myself forward. I found the other day, this was just a little quick side note here for, for eating disorder recovery. Um, I was getting, I was returning an Amazon order to a UPS store and I was walking out and they had this little table and it was a table for a nonprofit that was called Stand for the Silent to End Bullying. And the woman really drew me in. I was like, hey, okay. And we started chatting. And I was looking at what they were doing. And I thought it was really amazing because they were looking at really helping uh, youth who are who who are really struggling with bullying and, and even go towards suicide as as a way out of it. And it's a it's a really important mission. And I and I was talking with her and she was talking about her eating disorder because I shared what we do at Recovery Warriors. And she said that, you know, I used to have an eating disorder. And I, and I asked her, because I'm always so curious, like, what helped you recover? Like, what was the secret for you? What was what was the, the big thing that changed everything for you? And, you know, there can be many keys, as you've mentioned, Andrea, like that there's so many keys. But I just wanted to know, like, what was your key to recovery? And she said, point blank, without any hesitation, opening up to others. She said, once I opened up, that's when I started to heal. And I've seen that over the years and with Recovery Warriors, that the biggest factor when people really start to open up inside the Courage Club is where I've seen it happen in real life and these real stories of recovery is when people are willing to open up and be seen, be seen in their struggle, be seen in their success, be seen in the high moments, the low moments, but this ability to be seen, to be heard and to share your experience is transformational. And so this idea of a relational approach is being able to share your fear and be open and honest about it and share your courage stories and be open and honest about them because that's where you really get this motivation to keep going. So then finally, we have the last approach, which is aspirational. So this is where you connect to your goals, your values. Uh, This is where we look more at the motivational approach, like what drives you to do this? What is on the other side of your fear? What is this experience worth facing that fear for? So for you, what has been your aspirational approach to to facing this fear? Yeah, the part of that that really speaks to me is like what makes this worth it? And that's been a motivating factor for me. Stepping into this role and continuing to be in this role is... Just knowing that I get to connect with people and knowing that I get to hopefully help people as well. That's really powerful and motivating to me and makes it worth it. And I am 
appreciative. I've had some listeners reach out to me already personally and and share some really supportive Aww. words and say that yeah that they've been enjoying the show and I've been helping them. So I'm like I, that's that's what makes it worth it is knowing that I can connect with people and like just giving back what I got when I was earlier in recovery and having people further along kind of show the way was super helpful. So I hope to be doing the same with other people. And that's that makes it worth it. That's everything to me. Just like connection, helping people. These are things that I really value and I get to do that in this role. And on a personal level, it's um, it's a personal accomplishment. I've shared before that I've had a few years recently where I was unable to work due to mental health being really debilitating. So it's just like, it's a personal accomplishment. It's a professional accomplishment to be doing this. I'm like, yay, look at the progress I'm making and I'm, I feel good and I'm working and I'm uh, accomplishing goals and trying new things. And that's exciting on a personal level too. So that, that also makes it worth it. Oh, I mean, you are an amazing team member to have like top notch. So that's awesome to, to be able to, Yeah, I mean, you're Capricorn. You're all about the work, like to be able to do the work in a way that's (laughs) compassionate, though, and like your boundaries that you set, like you are really good about showing up for work, doing your best job, but also showing up for yourself and taking care of your needs. So I I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, well, I've learned that if I don't do that, things get bad. So the stakes are high if I don't. So I have no problem. Yeah, boundaries are, are helpful and you deserve them. Everyone deserves them. Yeah. So those are beautiful aspirational things on why to work past the fear and just being able to connect with the listener, the person on the other end who is going to be helped by the shows that we produce here, by the interviews that you have, by the wisdom nuggets that you share. And that's that's definitely worth all of the the fear that can come from it. And just being able to, like you said, step into to doing work that feels meaningful to you. Yeah. I feel so lucky. This is literally my dream job. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, now let's get into this lesson so you can hear more about these approaches and how to work them into your own life with your own fear stories. In our lesson today, I'm going to answer a question from a fear lessener. That is a fear less listener. Named Catherine. Now, Catherine asked, Jessica, how do I get past the anxiety when I'm facing my fears? It's so easy to become overcome with anxiety and just skip the challenge. And I absolutely love this question because it really ties together everything that we've been working on up until this point. Now, there are three different approaches to working with fear, and sometimes you can combine all of these approaches. And that is the ultimate goal for me is that you can combine all of these approaches by the end of fearless. So the first approach is a rational approach. The rational approach is where you step back and you look at the fear and say, is this actually going to kill me? Like, is this a life or death matter with this fear? In a majority of the time, it's not. You know, we don't have someone holding a gun to our head. We're literally just afraid of the unknown. We're afraid of uncertainty. We're afraid of being unloved. We're afraid of not being good enough. The majority of the fears really boil down to these social-based fears that we're going to lose status, honor, connection, love. And these are the ones that are rooted more in shame. But when I'm talking about the rational approach, I'm talking more from like, is this actually going to kill you? Is this fear, is this an actual threat? Like a real legitimate threat that would be life or death. 
Sure, it could be uncomfortable. Sure, there's going to be intense feelings. But is it actually going to kill you? So the rational approach is really saying, am I going to die? Right? Not, not the snowball effect of the worst case scenarios. Really saying, okay, this person I fall in love with, they leave me. Am I going to die? No, I'm not going to die. I'm going to get back up and find love again. And I don't know how long it will take, but that's going to happen. My body's going to change. Am I going to like it? Are people going to judge me? I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not going to die. Take a risk and I start a new job and I don't know what's going to happen. Are you going to die? No. If it doesn't work out, you're going to have to find another job. So the rational approach is a little more cut and dry and saying, is this actually going to kill you? Majority of the time, unless you're in the line of fire, the answer is no. Now, this rational approach doesn't feel very warm and fuzzy and uh, empathetic to the situation, right? So the second approach is the relational approach. This is where you talk about the fears with others, and this helps bring more acceptance and help you feel safe because you are able to have a sounding board for your fears. This happens in therapy or with your coach or with a dear friend or a family member or being able to listen to the podcast here, right? We, this is an example of taking a relational approach. You and I are working through our fears together, right? This is a relational approach that we're taking towards solving this problem. We're connecting and we're doing this work together. Now, this can help reduce the shame because you're actually realizing, wait, I'm not alone in this. Other people have fears. Other people struggle. This concept that we talked about in the last lesson of common humanity. So this is more of the relational approach. And this does help dissolve the shame because shame thrives with secrecy, silence, and judgment. So you can start to relate with people and no longer be silent about your fears and anxieties or secret about them and judge yourself or feel that others are judging you. If you can have someone who can meet you with acceptance in, uh, in listening, acceptance and understanding of where you're at. Now, this brings me to the third approach, which can be highly effective. Now, this third approach is the aspirational approach. Now, you want to figure out why on earth is it worth facing the fear? So when you can connect to your goals and values, it gives you this extra oomph to approach rather than avoid the things that trigger fear in you. In a previous lesson, we talked about fear doors, this idea of walking through your fear door. So this was more of an aspirational approach exercise because I wanted you to connect with what it is on the other side of your fear. If you walk through that door, what is there for you? Why is it meaningful? What is actually worth the experience of fear? When you want to look at what's on the other side of the fear door, you can try to look at it from either pain or pleasure, right? So what is the pain? If you're to stay with where you're at, the fear and what it's holding you back from doing, what it's holding you back from being able to be, have, or do. Now, I personally take a little more of a morbid approach to this because I find it's very helpful. It's more, I love, I'm very steeped in stoic philosophy. And there's this concept of memento mori, and this is a Latin phrase meaning, remember, you must die. Essentially, and what this means is that we are all going to die. You can live out the remainder of your life letting this fear control you. That is a totally, well, that is a totally paved route. 
There's also another paved route where you can face your fear and overcome it. So you have options. Many years from now, imagine that you are on your deathbed. You are at the end of your life, right? We all, we all come in with a finite amount of breaths that we can have in this life. You get to the end of your life. And think about not ever overcoming this fear. How would your life be? Connect to the pain. Now, when you connect to the pain, what, what were the experiences that you missed out in life because you let this fear control you? How much of your precious mental space did this fear occupy in your life? So when you get to the end, you go, wow, you know, I actually worried my whole life about this and now I'm going to die and it doesn't even matter. But what matters is all the moments that I let that fear control me up to this point, up to my last breath, all the times I let fear control my decisions, how I show up for life. You want to connect with that pain. What is it like if you were really to let this fear have control over you for the rest of your life? So in your case, what are the pain if you forever let this fear hold you back? What would happen at the very end of your life? Now, the second is the pleasure. Connect to the pleasure. If you face this fear and say, look, I I see you, fear. I see all the ways that you're telling me that this is going to destroy my life, that that I'm going to lose love, that if I go past you, it's going to destroy my life, that everything is going to go wrong and that I'm going to lose love and I'm not going to be enough. I see you. But if I overcome you, what's on the other side of that? What what's on the other side? What's the positive? What's the pleasure? So this aspirational approach is really looking at what is on the other side of my fear? When you have that motivation, it's the most powerful counteraction to the voidance system to have this motivational approach. Not every day you're going to wake up being super motivated. One of the greatest motivational speakers to ever walk this earth, Zig Ziglar, said, motivation is like bathing. You need to do it daily for best results. Motivation is medicine. This is something that you need to add into your daily routine to make sure you're staying motivated. And in the moments that you don't feel motivated, to not beat yourself up. Common humanity, self-compassion. We all lose motivation at times. We all have emotional drops. We all have emotional moods that can bring us down. But the resilient part of you that gets back up and tries again, connects to that motivation that's going to feed you to keep going towards your goals. So to review here, when you know you have a fear to face and you become overcome with anxiety and you just feel like you're going to skip out of it because the anxiety is too much, the three different approaches you can take are rational. Is this going to kill me? Really, what's on the other side of this? I don't know. It's uncertainty. It's the unknown, right? Because every single human being has this experience. I'm not alone in not knowing what's going to happen. So the rational approach, the relational approach is I'm going to connect. I'm going to talk with others. I'm going to find some acceptance where it's where I'm at. And then the third is an aspirational approach. This is where you really connect to what is more important than my fear. 
What opportunities am I going to miss out on in my life because of my fear? And I want to wrap this up with the idea that you are worthy. You are worthy of having these positive outcomes you desire. You are worthy of a life beyond fear. And if you want support to cultivate the courage to face your own fears in recovery, head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com to get on the waitlist for The Courage Club. The Courage Club is a personalized support system and a supportive community to uplift you every step of the way. Picture yourself surrounded by a community of resilient warriors who genuinely care about your progress and will celebrate every victory, no matter how small, and are walking on a similar path to full eating disorder recovery. Inside, we are tackling struggles with food, body image concerns, and negative thought patterns. Head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com and embrace the journey towards a healthier and happier you. Thank you for tuning in today. And remember that fear doesn't have to hold you back. You can live with greater courage and take back your precious power. Power.